Good morning and welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Wozni, and today is the... Tyler? I've got Tyler, Tyler here with me. And Tyler's, Good morning, Alan. How are you? <laughs> Tyler's from Clear Motive and the marketing, and it's, I'm just thinking today is the date. I guess it's 18th, 17th. 18th. It's 18th of December. 18th today. 18th is, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it is the 18th. Yeah, 17th was yesterday. Okay. We did our Red Express, which is our annual Christmas initiative where we take toys to 140 kids at Cups, and that was yesterday, so it's a big day for me. It's quite exciting. So you've had that. So it's a we relaxing that, so day. Was, and I know that was on the 17th, so now I'm, I'm coming down off that high. <laughs> So Tyler, I, I really thank you for coming on the podcast today. I, I come to your offices and they, I mean, I'm, this is a marketing office. It's warm, it's comfortable. You thank got you. the tools and toys outside. Uh, but look, the reason I came here today is just to find a little bit about your, your background and what got you started with Clear Motive. Well, it's a bit of a long story. So I'll start off with the preface of always accept the offer of a cigar from a stranger at a backyard fire pit party. Was it a Cuban? It, Do you I remember? I, I don't know. Do you remember I know the key? I felt like I had a cat shit in my mouth the next day. So anyway, <laughs> I apologize. That's a little It was crash. a good cigar. It, it was, was a good a, cigar. It, it was, I'm not a big cigar guy, but I was at a backyard fire pit party. My business right. partner, I'll fast forward the story here in a second. My business partner, current business partner, Rizzo, goes, hey, I'm Chad. I'm Tyler. Good to meet you. He goes, you want to smoke a cigar? I look at him. I'm like, sure. Sure, man. Sure, man. Let's smoke a cigar. You were going to be cool. And, and that was back <laughs> in probably 2002, 2003. Yeah. And we started working together. I was a client of his. I was running another business at the time. He was a graphic designer. Classic designer. Had his job during the day. Did work for me at night. Fast well, this is 2003. Forward. Like pre kind of pre Facebook. Yeah. Facebook was 2004. So digital marketing as we know it today didn't even Just, exist. you're literally doing things with a CAD design. Yeah, you're doing, you're doing websites, but that's yeah. about the extent of it. Google isn't out of play, you're not doing big ad buys, you're doing billboards, you're doing out of buys. iPhone didn't come out until three, four years after that. Yeah, absolutely. So very, very different world. So fast forward, probably 2007, we have a couple of bottles of wine at Christmas and say, you know what, we should start an agency. That's a good idea. So no cigars this time? No cigars. No, I, I learned my lesson. I, you know, it, got me, <laughs> it got me in the door, but we didn't have any more after that. I, I said, you know, maybe there was a few other bats. They're easy to smoke, but the, yeah, oh the next I day. I regretted it. It was a horrible experience. Um, that turned out to be one of the best decisions of my so life. So Chad's your partner now. He is. Partner. He is, absolutely. We've been working together since probably 2003. We've been officially business partners since 2007, 2008. I took over the CEO leadership role of the business at the end of 2009 and start of 2010. So you've been doing this and for a long time. I have, yeah. I've been doing it for about, you know, seriously, like I'm focused, I'm 100% involved in this since 2010, so nine years. But you were a pilot. You mentioned offline, you said you I were was. a pilot first. I was, yeah. That was so my WestJet or Air Canada? Was no, it? I, was the, I was the 450 hour pilot, paying his dues, working his way up. My mom has a letter. That this I is pre-WestJet time as well. Oh, res, yeah. And when I first moved to Calgary, I don't think when, when, when I don't even know what went to. With Canadian Airlines was. then, yeah. there was Air Canada and then they merged, there was a kind of a merger with, with Canadian Airlines. Yep. It changes everything. Anyways, I, my mom's got a letter <laughs> from when I was in grade five saying that I want to be a pilot. Started flying when I was 16, flew wow. right through to I was 26. Like a little Cessna, oh, yeah. twin prop. four-seater, the Seneca's twin. So I had my multi-commercial IFR. So I had everything I needed to be a pilot. I was excited. So I moved out west because there's more flying jobs out here. But that was in the, in the 90s. 2000. I moved out here 2000. in 2000. So, okay. So 19 years ago, you, you were going to be a pilot. I, 100%. There was, no other, there was no other option in my mind. That's crazy. Yeah. Until 9-11 happened. So 9-11 happened, 2001. And I was overseas. So this is... Okay. I literally just started my overseas. That's 18 years ago. Coming back to Calgary now. Okay. But that's when, just before 9-11, my daughter was born. And literally, my wife is sending me... To, we weren't even... In the, she was in the hospital. But anyway, that... I, it's, it's incredible. So that was a tipping point. 
it changed my life, changed my stars. Because the aviation industry at that point like shut down. There was no jobs. They went into a downturn globally. You couldn't go to Florida and train. No, no. Was not, I mean, that, that yeah. was the training. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah, I, that's, I looked into going to a school down there back when I was crazy? probably like 20 years old. But anyway, that's, a, that's a sidebar story. Um, science background, because when I didn't want to be the pilot, they just had a pilot's degree. So, so you I learned my science degree at yeah. the same time. And I did flying. Did one marketing course. So you weren't a marketing. So this is the thing. We're in a marketing studio, and it reeks. I mean, I feel (laughs) like I'm in a. You you got a marketing. Smells like marketing area. No, no, I don't mean from the the, as soon as you walk in, you're like, wow. And I'm I'm, and I said the area of town. You're close to this East Village. Yes. And it's it's for me. It's a reformation of Calgary. And let's 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 segue that into what the the changes you've seen. So now you've been in marketing for good ten, sixteen years. If you take yeah, doing it actually full time probably for nine years. So since 2010. But yeah, I, I focused on it. The reason I got into it is because I saw it as such a powerful lever for your business. Brand is why I got into this. Right. The power to create a perception that people can connect to in a meaningful way. That's what got me excited about marketing. And that part hasn't changed. The tools that we use, I always joke. My image yeah. is this big toolkit you roll over. It's a snap-on toolkit. And it's it off with like... <laughs> you got the big cart. With, with like a bench of drawers. Yeah. And then yeah. The, red, the big red. Just, absolutely. It's a big drawer at the bottom where you yeah, get yeah. the bigger tools with the light one on top. But the amount of drawers we've added to that toolkit over the years is it's still that. So you still have, like you and I talked a little bit offline. You've got traditional radio, print, TV, billboards. They're all still there. The sign boards. Brian Coker from Little Rock and Printing. I don't know if you know Brian. I don't. So I don't he was on my earlier podcast. So and I, and I said to him, my first, I said, Brian, PDFs and digital, you're dead. Like literally. And, I'm, and he's like, you're right. The 10,000 print jobs don't happen anymore. Yeah. But he said, What's, what I get today is that smaller niche little kind of like the tools are still there yes. I can print the 10th out we can run those off but I need the 100 they've got a wedding party or a small dinner, 100 50 year graduation whatever it is a specific targeted client in a B2B sector yeah. where you know where they are you know back you and I were talking about LinkedIn you know their title you know where they sit you know what companies they work at right and if you know what matters to them and it happens to be something that could be print related it's 100% relevant but it's maybe not 10,000, it's maybe... So you choose, you take that tool, that Mac tool. I love that analogy. The Mac tools, you pull it up. Uh, today we're going to run a digital campaign on a social media one. Yes. Couple that with an ad on TV if it's if it's, if it's. Relevant. I like what you said, couple that with. Because if you look at humans, we don't go, we don't see a piece of, of, of marketing material go, well, sometimes the quantum leap of like, I see the ad, I buy the thing. But typically, it's 20, 15, 30 touch points that we'll consume I love it. over yeah. a period of time. Print my, or let's just call it traditional. I, I, I like, it's all marketing. I mean, the, let's, come just on, call, the, let's just call it marketing. How many people go That's home and is. look look through their mail and find that piece of flyer, right? You I, Literally, yeah, totally. a digital, my friend, a friend is completely, does not like uh, digital or tech. He goes, let me find an app of all the sales on today. And it was in Red Deer. And literally, the flyers that you see on your day, you can find the app for to find that for all the shops. Absolutely. So it makes the job easier for him, but he still wants that traditional approach. (laughs) So I don't think anything like again. I always joke when radio came out, it was going to kill newspaper. That didn't happen. When TV came out, it was going to kill radio and newspaper. When the internet came out, it was going to kill all of it. It didn't kill it, but it definitely changed it. Sure. And I would say from a marketer's perspective, stop thinking about us as an agency because we live and breathe this stuff. When you think about companies. The burden of understanding, the burden of skill, the burden of having a strategy that puts these all together. Yeah. It's never been more exciting for companies, but it's never been more difficult. And getting the attention. I, I read, there was a, someone I follow on Twitter. She said, there's a VC or venture capital for helping people fight through the attention. So when the, attention's, when the attention drops, right. for whatever it was, they're there to capitalize on it. And I'm, and I'm thinking, but attention is all over. 
you, it might be the radio, it might be the TV, so it might be a podcast, as you and I talked yeah, about. Absolutely. We're on a podcast now. But it's the coffee cup I pick up. It's the, the social media app that my daughter's playing on. You don't know. You don't know where that absolutely. attention's going to be. But, it is, but you know it's a series of touch points. And they do work. If, like you, if you plan it out, it's, it can be sequential. Like what's right. the top of the funnel touch point with what's the base of the funnel touch right. point. I'm aware of your, do you exist to, I'm reading a five page white paper about your business because I'm really curious about how you can solve the right. problem. And that changes. And as marketers, the ability to map that out, and it sounds a bit like a panacea because we don't have it perfect. But the touch point, that's important because where are you going to be along the way? Because if you get to that 30 pager, it's going to, you, you can't just send a 30 pager today because like, I don't okay. have a lot of time. Okay, Al, you and I are on our first date. I reach over and like, <laughs> try to slip my hand. We're not going there, I, I, try, I, try, <laughs> I, I try to give you a kiss, you're like, whoa, too soon. But marketers do that all the time. You know what we're doing? We're going to send all of these clients that don't know us a 30 page white That's paper. That's brilliant. It's like you just reached over and tried to kiss them on the first date. It's too soon. <laughs> Take some time, earn the right. You know what? You know what's I'm not even that, I'm not even down the dugout yet. Yeah, Literally, he's on absolutely. he's on second base. Well, let's be honest. If I ask you for a kiss, it's very different than if I try to kiss you. And that got super weird, I know. But we do that as marketers. Oh, We're man. so invasive. And if we did that in real life, we'd get slapped. And marketers would get This will be edited what? for yeah. this will be edited for child uh, whatever it is. Oh, it was just like, a kiss, Al. Don't make that's it weird. Funny. Don't don't make it weird. <laughs> But as marketers, we go for the kiss too soon all the time. We got to earn it. We got to earn the right. And I'm sorry. I didn't mean one. to have much this much fun in this podcast. Tyler, we're going to edit this out later. We don't edit. This, in this podcast, we, we don't edit. This is very serious. This is very serious. That's, Marketing should be very serious. But that's it's all algorithms and technology. That's incredible. So, but you really, so the 30 pager is going to get, I'm going to get you there with 30, maybe 20 points, maybe six. Depends on. Absolutely. It's, you have to understand where your customer's at, that's not incredible. where you want them to be at. And that's where we screw up as marketers all the time. It's like being a selfish human. I want you just to want what I want. Now you gotta sell it. You know, you got three friends to want all, you wanna get them to all go to the same movie. You can't just go in and be the guys, we're going to this movie. And they're like, well, we're not inviting Alan to the movies anymore yeah, because he's such an asshole. He puts the wrong movie, the wrong movie up. But so this, this yeah, is incredible. he decides so, for me without even knowing what kind of movies I like. <laughs> so you, you, the prejudge. But that, see, that's the thing. Yes, People the prejudge, this yes. doesn't work for me. This yes. doesn't work for me. And I'm, I'm just, we and I talked a little bit about blockchain and, you know, Bitcoin. One of my, uh, Pamela Draper, she's got a crypto. I didn't know there was, you know, it was a cryptocurrency exchange here in, in Calgary. And now, since we had that podcast, right. DC Bank, I don't know if you're, it's, it's Direct Cash Bank. Uh, they're up in UBC. I saw the terminal. I saw one up at Mount Royal. You'll see the DC. Now that you've said it to me, I'll see you know, it today. And, and you remember the DC from the, I think it was a, 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 a trendy company for skateboarders. Skip, DC, yeah. The DC. Well, guys had DC shoes, DC shirts, yeah. hats. Yeah. So was, it, was, it catches my attention. So that's oh, the eye, right? Where are your eyes going? Now, if I didn't see it, it's like when you're looking for a car, oh, right? The, as yeah. soon as you're looking for a car, you're, you see the Toyota, the Honda, Honda, or, or GM, Ford. We're in, we're in yes. Canada, so we've got a GM, Ford. Of course. But, well, Ford Tough, built Ford Tough. But those things stick with you. They resonate. Absolutely. It's the reticular activating system of the brain, the ROS. Once you tune it into something, it will like tune it into blue cars, you're gonna see blue cars. But marketers, we can use that, absolutely, and understand it because there's understanding where the brain goes and trying yeah. to follow it or going, no, we're gonna influence it our own way. It's much easier to follow the path of, of least resistance. So uh, I'm going back to about marketing. I'm it's, going back to Roz, because I only remember Roz on Frasier, if you yeah. remember. Okay, fair, yeah, okay. That, so that, is that's it, it, that's okay. it, the reticular Redif activating system. So Raz, it's more of Roz, Roz, okay. I've been able to cross it. You're gonna get Raz on that one. Yeah, fair, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, and again, once you get the brain tuned into something. So if you got a customer on this journey of, you know, our example, I went to a conference with Google Auto in Toronto two years ago. We yeah. do a lot of work. Our, our Toronto office does a lot of work with Honda. So we got invited there. We do motorcycle. We don't do auto, but we're in the same room. They had mapped out that the typical consumer, before they go to the dealer, will consume 31 pieces of content. Typically. Regarding the car. Regarding their buying journey. Okay. Any, anything. 
pretty much anything. Anything. And uh, only some of it was controlled by the OEMs. Was put out there as like we're advertising. That one products. I know. Original, original, original equipment manufacturer. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the. That one I know. Acronym. But if you think about you buy a car and then you take your phone and you do a walk around review because you're a guy who has the power to do that now. Yeah. I might watch that. That might influence in my buyer journey before I ever even talk to the dealer. So if you think of those 31 touch points and the amount of responsibility we have as businesses, forget about being marketers. Yeah. As businesses to curate that for our customers to the best of our ability, it's pretty exciting and pretty overwhelming at the same time. So let's look at the name Clear Motive. Yes. So I don't have a clear motive. I have 30 touch points. I don't really have a clear motive because I could ah, I could nice pivot. Well said. Yep. I could pivot off some literally those 30 points and something triggers if you get it wrong if you don't, if you don't if you don't curate it right. Absolutely. Or they wow. can come off and come back into the funnel at different points. For absolutely. For me clear motive has always been this weird formula that I don't have written anywhere but in my mind it's this customer has a motive. They have this thing that's going to actualize them in a way that's right. going to make their life better. And that's our core purpose here is to personally invest in making lives better. Because I believe that that individual who's been dreaming for 20 years to buy that Honda Goldwing, when he buys that Goldwing, it's going to make his life better. We're talking, bike. We're talking about cycle? We are. No, bike. Honda Goldwing is their big touring bike. Yeah, yeah okay. The guys drive. They've been around forever. I don't mean bicycle. I mean, yeah. Motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. Why, why, why pedal when you can just push the throttle? Um, <laughs> Good marketing. You know, you know who else is going to be really excited about selling that motorcycle? Honda. Because their motive is to get that bike to the people they're going to value it the most. But there's a story. There's more. a story behind it right yeah, there. Absolutely. The guy who wanted to have that gold that wing. Or gal. Or gal. The guy or gal. Okay. But the person who wanted to have that. And, and I heard something when Michelin started the, the four-star review. Because yes. Michelin had nothing to do with restaurants. That's a great story. That's right? a great story. Michelin started it because there's a story behind the guy getting guy or girl getting that Honda. And you built it up because they wanted people, they wanted people to travel. Their motives were clear. Yes. They wanted people to go travel on the roads using their tires yes. and go to the restaurants. So they, That's a great story. Absolutely. Yeah. And, but, you don't, but people disassociate. When you think Michelin Four Star, you don't think about tire company. You don't. I, I didn't until I heard this story. And I was like, oh, of course it's obvious. But there's a, their motives were clear. And like you and I talked yeah, offline, absolutely. my motive was clear. I wanted you on this podcast, yep. right? And so I went around and I found the 30 touch points. <laughs> I found two. I think it only took you a couple. It took you a couple. <laughs> I was, I felt, I was, yeah, I blew over like a You're in. Cards. I was in. You're in a hello. Yeah. I got you a hello. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that. But look, that works in a marketing sense because it resonates with an elderly. So look, I'm going to just, the CIBC, I listen, I talked to uh, Darren for say, out at Chestermere. Okay. And his hands are tied. Literally, I use that. Their hands are tied because the Toronto, and I'm going to use the Toronto. I'm not, okay. I'm not, yeah. I'm not slagging it, but we, we said, no, I understand. You're a bank. And I said, people love nostalgia. Remember George Bailey? You run the ad with CIBC, of course, yeah, right? Yeah. You run the ad, and so, because you have a community out Especially there. this time of year, it'd be very appropriate to run the George Bailey. We're all going to watch it's a wonderful life. But in context, doesn't get the George Bailey reference, right? In context, and I couldn't remember it. So, but his colleague that joined me, Alex, Alex, uh, I get his name wrong. Okay, he's Russian. Okay. So I immediately had to say, you don't know that one, but you know this Russian story at Christmas time, and you oh, could relate. And it's called it's a film called Slokompotum, where they literally every year a Soviet film. And they go back and they go to the, the Russian get bathhouse, the banya, yep. every year and he gets drunk and he gets... But so you had to contextualize it for him as a Russian speaker. It could have been, he could have been Indian national, he could have been from China. But, the, but similar stories exist everywhere from yes. different cultures. But they don't often bridge, but yet it's the same message at its core. That's an interesting observation. <laughs> so I, in, in that, we were just talking the contextual, yep. but I had to, because we had two guests on the podcast, I had to, had to make it fit. But his hand, so for marketing perspective... Yes. Yeah, you have to find the touch points for him. So each, so let's let's look Calgary now. It's changed dramatically over the last year. What things have you seen really changed? Forget the tools. The from, a, to, from a marketing perspective, yeah, from mar- from your clients. This is going to sound weird and maybe a little bit controversial, but I think nothing. There's nothing better 
for the marketing scene in Calgary than the downturn. For example? For example, we, we hardly ever focus on a lot of oil and gas in the past because we, one of our filters is, do you see marketing and communications and advertising as an active lever to your business? Right. If you don't, you're not a target client for us. Because I spend all my time trying to convince you the marketing isn't some fluffy bullshit that you don't Right, right, right. And typically oil and gas and specifically service companies in the past have been like, well, we don't need this. It's not how our business works. Handshakes, bottle, bottle of wine, take you out for a game. We don't do it this way. When the, the big majors don't do it like that, they have they maybe do it from a recruiting perspective and right. branding, things like that. But compared to a Honda, for example, who actively is advertising in market all the time. All the time. They don't Everywhere. You see TV, and, radio, and, print. And with them, to a certain extent, they're either going to use us or use someone else. So lots of times in Calgary, I was spending all my time convincing people to even do marketing. Forget about even whether they should use us. Sure, sure. But in the last five years, that's changed significantly. We've had a significant amount of companies come forward and go, we're staying in the game. We now need to differentiate. We need to be have clarity around our message. Before you even get to all so the that's practice, a change. That's really changed. That's been a huge shift in the last few years for us. We do more. We've done more oil and gas work in the last three years because of the downturn. Yeah. Because leadership teams are like, you know what? We've tried everything else. Let's go over to the toolkit. Let's walk over and go just off the marketing one. I'm going to go back to that and go, you know what? There's some drawers here. I don't know how to use them. Yeah. We've got some sales guys that go, our website isn't good. We don't have the right brochures. We don't have the right folders. Like they just, does tech come into they play? Just need something. In, in that case, does tech it, come into it, play? It does, absolutely. I think that tech is farther down the line for those companies because they need to get their stories right. Yeah. If you don't have a clear understanding of what your customer values, not sure. what you think they should value. I want to be very clear on that. Lots of leadership teams like, this is what our company, our clients care about. It's weird. We call your clients and that's not what they care about at say. all. So a little marketing, little, yeah. I mean, at its foundation, it? like technology is still a bunch of tactics over here and I love it and it's hugely powerful and I'm not yeah. minimizing it, but technology won't overcome a bad story or, a, or an incomplete value proposition. Well, that's or a the brand. Wrong I think you mentioned earlier, but the brand, brand is a very important and you're in a it's market huge. where brand is important. So those 30 touch points, there's got to be consistency. They probably want to thread yes. the thread together so they stay together. It needs to hang together around values, around your customer's perception, where they are in the journey. But you're right, it can't just be whimsical. Because at 30 touch points, the odds of getting it off track because you know, you've got a junior- But it's fine, I guess. A junior social media person over here, you've got a senior sales guy and they're putting out two different messages in yeah. the market. Yeah. That has a negative impact on your customers. Sure. For sure. You know, I mentioned, so that one of the podcasts I had with one of the guests and I said, I read for tar sands. Okay. And so I don't know if you, you in my day, the oil sands were called tar sands, but that's obviously a bad tarnish on the, on there, the sector. There is. There's a whole conspiracy and so that was theorist around what's going on there. So that's dirty. It's not environmentally friendly. But so I was so I was so a demarketing campaign. So Alan Fogwell from Cambridge Industry, that's he just he lives oil, lives and breathes oil, and he said he goes. So I said so. The, the, for me, when I was in the Middle East, they show up, they talk about environmental and, be, and for the industry, and they show up in the big Land Cruiser, Land, Land Rover, whatever it is. Yep. Big oil and gas guys are with air conditioning and they leave back. He goes, you know what they could do? And he came up with two tidbits. He says, well, they could take, they could take the underground, they do the underground uh, heating ventilation system so that it uses less energy and they could drive electric vehicles. And so two things And he said, what we're doing in the industry today is taking from the, and I, I word tar sands, but they're taking like a hockey puck oil and shipping that. So they make it, they harden it yep. into a, a solid form. Into, and he said, it's a hockey puck. And I can, I can, I can write that. So I can think of a slap that's, shot. That I'd use Gordy Howe, slap shot, and, and take that. Now pump. you're dating yourself with Gordy yeah. Howe. Okay. <laughs> but I would not date him. I yeah, would have, when I was nine. Yeah, you wouldn't go for the kiss too soon. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> but so look, look, I understand your time here today. With the, there's, I have a clear motive and to help you uh, for our, the two listeners. I think there's three now. My brother's come on and he's, he's listened. So 
because of the, okay, he knew right, you were, okay, he fine. knew you were on. Okay, all right. Well, I, pre- I appreciate that. <laughs> I haven't met him, but I like him already. Mm-hmm. So the benefit of the three listeners, tell us. I mean, what do you think is going to be important in the the marketing uh, for Calgary business going forward? Clear motive. Next couple of years well, from us as a company or from or, or Calgary or with? put it into a context of, of your clients. Calgary, think, what's well, important? I'll put it in the We're doing a lot of like technology now is the buzzword. Digital transformation. Everyone's talking about it. There's digital startups. There's startup Calgary. There's work that they're doing at CDL yeah. through one of my through one of my own podcasts. I have the privilege of talking to a lot of these individuals. Yeah. I think that there's also don't forget to get the story right and don't forget to engage with your customer first. Understand and make sure that that product that you're investing your heart and soul that you really believe in yeah. is actually going to be valued by the end user. Don't. Don't navel gaze too long without going out there and talking to your customer before you even worry about your marketing campaign, your logo, and your colors, and your website, and all. But the it goes to you what you said about the talk to your about your customer. Talk to your customers for customer first, always. So you make it's a message. So easy to overlap, especially in tech, because you get engineers of all different shapes and sizes that are so passionate about the thing that they do. Right. They, you know, they'll. We've all heard the joke. Hey, if you ask the customer what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. Well, so that's, there is you know, a part of and, and he and said exactly that Ford said they wouldn't want a faster horse yes. so what they don't need the vehicle a, absolutely I so do they know I'm going to lead them there's a fine line between that model and then actually putting a, a huge amount of money time and energy into something the customer goes what's well, just like yeah, saying yeah, Facebook it. doesn't work or the internet's a fat so I listen you know in 1997, so yeah. I'm going to quote Gary Vaynerchuk. Fitness is a fad. Yellow pages, is a fad. yellow pages. People, they're running. Said it was a fad. Yellow pages ads in 1997-98, and they laughed at him for selling wine on the internet. And literally, where are the yellow pages today? They're everywhere. It's probably good retro well, for you. The, they're in the bottom of my recycling bin. Remember, remember the phone books. I mean, the stupid. Literally, the amount of money that went into phone books uh, and yes, the ads, the AAA. I still see today people put their name, and it catches my eye when I'm looking. You know, they put AAA on their name, but it doesn't matter anymore. Nobody, yes, nobody. It might, I guess, on Google go, search. You're going to go to your reviews, anyways. But yes, <laughs> you're right. So I think um, going forward, there's a watch out. It's not getting too enamored with. Don't grab technology and run around and try to try to find a problem. Yeah. Really understand from your customer's perspective what the problem is, and then back up and go. Okay, let's get my messaging what right fits. and my and what is the right. Not because the other way around. I think it's really easy to do. SaaS today, time. software as a service, is a bolt on one dimensional. And and I heard this. I heard a podcast and the guy said Zoom. Zoom started out two people wanting to to talk, communicate, and conference. Right. Everyone in the office started using Zoom, and Zoom because they had enough following, the sort of cult following. Yeah. They earned the right to add, to bolt on and charge more. So That's today's nice yeah, like SaaS that. products, yeah, I like that they're, a lot. they're one. And I think you mentioned earlier the guy his toolbox. What? How do I bring that to him? He makes a decision, not the IT. T- and I'm not the expert on this one, but not the IT team. No, decision makers versus influencers. And I heard a stat. I was at a conference in San Francisco a couple weeks ago. They said the average B2B kind of buying cycle has 9.8 people involved now in the U.S. And that's up from six people for, like three years ago. So the internal people. Internals. Like if you're selling B2B, you know, it can B2C. If I'm Oral B and I want to sell you a toothbrush, I'm really just nailing at the mom who buys the toothbrushes for the house. Yeah. Not to be stereotypical, but statistically, that's typically who buys. Yeah. When you're selling into a company, 9.8, I don't know if it's so many people internal. Who are the decision makers inside? Yeah, but decision makers and influencers, adders, detractors, you think about the complexity of that, wow. it's pretty overwhelming. So it's that's changed. Just, that's your SaaS example. But that's changed from a time, and that's probably in Calgary. Yeah. For me, yes, it has. Absolutely. For me, the Calgary, so when I look at the macro headlines, and you mentioned that oil and gas, the downturn, that's an easy narrative to grasp onto. Yeah, you're so right. It's sitting right out there. On the at table. the same time, there, there are ideas, marketing people bring that. And the tech innovation, and I literally had a dialogue this morning about the, the, what, what tech companies, maybe it was in the Middle East, what tech companies are out there. 
mm-hmm. and people are back and forth, and everyone had different views. So that's that's important messages. Same in Calgary. There's important views as to what Calgary what Calgary's doing. And for me, Calgary Business Podcast. What's important is that knowing what what people are doing. What else is going on around you? I absolutely. It's incredible the myopic view. And yet you really look, if you look deep, so you drive out to Legacy, the community way out, and literally it's at the end of nowhere. And then suddenly, I call it the oasis of, there's a community that looks just like the community, so Legacy community. I'm up in, in Aspen Woods, and the co-op up the whole, it's, it's almost deja vu. It's kind of like that, one of those movies with yeah, Jim yeah, Carrey. Yeah, yeah. But it, not <laughs> as Truman bad, yeah, but not as bad, but it's yeah, the Truman Show, that's it. So I think the Calgary has more, if you get the micro side of it, and those 30 points, the 30 touch points, there's, Calgary has everything else that's globally. And yes. I mean it from the, the newspaper, the traditional media forum, in that Mac tool, like I can still, that's some great ad, the Mac tool. I wheel it over all the I time love in my it. mind. I, I, lo- I can see it. You know, the, <laughs> the tools are empty, are empty, but I love that. So look, Tyler, I appreciate your time today. And if there's any parting words off the bow, you want to, for a marketer out there? Um, Oh, the words of wisdom? Is that, is that, is that, is that yes. what you're looking for? For businesses out there. Yeah. Um, as business owners, business leaders, no matter what level you're at, keep your eyes up. Get as many different perspectives as you can. It's so easy to get tunnel vision like on that. the idea that we think is the magic idea. Or the same thing. We tried one thing and it didn't work, so their marketing doesn't work. Or advertising is a fail. Be broad. Look at that toolkit. Yep. It's not failure. It's learning. And we live in a town that's a bit anti-failure. And in marketing, you can't even have that mindset. It's of no value. You have to learn, learn, fail, fail fast, all those cheesy things. They're 100% true. Wow. But don't be scared to try different opportunities. And don't always think the tool is the answer or the problem. Remember to look backwards at the message. Get that right and you're in business. That's brilliant. Tyler, thank you for your time today. My pleasure. Thank you, sir.